0: You see, I take these glasses off, she looks like a regular person, doesn't she, huh? Put them back on, formaldehyde face, that's what that's we got. That's enough by the way.
1: I got my root beer, oh. I got my chapstick on, <laughs> let's party. <laughs>
2: Does, is the root beer requires chapstick to enjoy? Is that how
1: that works? <laughs> I, it was just a combination that had to happen. Uh, your
2: your <laughs> lips get all dry and chapped when you drink root beer. I get it, it happens. What can you do? Hey, <laughs> welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. Uh, my name is David, and your name, sir, is Aaron, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That is what my mother calls me. Oh,
2: that was awfully nice of her. It's 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 you know it's easy to remember. It's uh, spelled strangely. I don't know what we're gonna do with this talking about names. Um, go follow us on what? Instagram and Twitter at Growing Punk Pod. You'll find uh, our personal Instagram and. Uh, information there and and Twitter. I mean, one of us is still there and the other is still a butthead. So, right. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, and I and I did update the Twitter profile so it actually says your host at David Growing Up and some butthead. So until you get on that Twitter, that shall remain.
1: <laughs> Search me up, you'll find me somewhere.
2: Yeah, I got a funny story <laughs> of something that happened today. Um, not so much funny. I, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's also it's just entertaining. Uh, so this morning. Uh, I was getting the children ready for school. They're sitting. They're eating breakfast, and uh, a lot of times I'll put music on because you know just something going. And my go-to kind of like in the morning is typically Jimmy Eat World, just because it's sort of something that everybody will listen to. Like my wife likes them. I like them. Yeah, nice. I know they're not going to be overly offensive. You know all that kind of stuff. And so, um, and we have like an Amazon uh, Echo Dot or whatever, right? Like, so I say, "Hey Alexa." Play Jimmy Eat World. So it starts playing. And then I say, Alexa, turn it down, because it was a little loud. And at that point, my six-year-old daughter says, No, don't turn it down. I like Rockstar. And I'm like, <laughs> I stood there for a moment, like my mouth kind of just like open and confused, because the song that was playing by Jimmy Eat World was Rockstar off of oh, wow. Yeah, off of Static Prevails, right? Like so, like their first kind of uh, their first recognized full length, they had a self title before that, that I guess they just kind of pretend doesn't exist. But um, but so this song is playing and I'm just like, wait, what did you say? And I got her to repeat it several times. because so I was like, maybe she's just saying she likes rock songs. And every time she's like, I like rock star. I like rock star. <laughs> In the end, she was just saying like, she likes rock music and like, so like rock stars sort of thing. But I was like, are you kidding me right, right now? Like this, it was just like this moment <laughs> of, um, just like pure chance coincidence sort of thing but it was so entertaining and so funny that I was I couldn't I, I had to tweet it so I tweeted it earlier today on our Twitter at growing punk pod so nice <laughs> there you go I, I've,
1: I've got an, a, a little uh, music story as well yeah. um, so there's a guy named Andy Schaff um, from around these parts he's a, a singer and he's I mean, he's fairly well known so he was on Jimmy Kimmel actually um, about a week ago or so and uh, he's this like really nice soft spoken guy and uh, suddenly I was, I was joking around with my other friend last week about it and and just about him being on Jimmy Kimmel and just <laughs> like the monitors not being loud enough or something and just having him be like Jimmy Jimmy I can't hear <laughs> like as if Jimmy Kimmel would be like running the sound right. booth or something <laughs> A little stupid, but I, the reason I thought of that is because Andy Shaff is playing here tonight. Right, he's playing a sold out show here, and, and my buddy's at it, so yeah. uh, he just reminded me about I it. I think so. he just
2: played, <laughs> but I think he just played here the other night. I had a, a friend on Instagram who was posting pictures from an Andy Shaff so, show. So either it was here or he traveled to go see him somewhere not too not too far from here. But uh, okay, yeah. cool. So I was like, yeah, oh, look at that, that name popping up again. And I think I saw something come up about him being on. Uh, Kimmel as well for some I don't know where it popped up because I don't follow him so someone was posting about it um, but yeah that's that's pretty cool Jimmy J- Jimmy yeah. Jimmy I can <laughs> I can't hear myself Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy do you think I could get just like a a touch a touch more <laughs> in the monitors it's I mean if if, if it's too loud it's okay Jim
1: <laughs> just it just pans to Jimmy and he's just like uh, I'm not at the sun yeah <laughs>
2: Oh, that's too funny, Uh, but we're
1: not sorry, Andy. We love you.
2: (laughs) Say, we're not here to talk about Jimmy Eat World or Andy Shaw. We're here to uh, wrap up our Easycore episodes. So this is technically episode three, and uh, I was thinking, I was like, well, I mean, this is the last in this series. And I was like, what do we call it? I was like, oh, let's call it the newfound glory (laughs) Easycore.
0: Oh, <laughs> the nice. Newfound Glory z Core. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, yeah, so we started with an episode on Newfound Glory where we talked about a couple of their albums. And then last episode, um, if, if you should go get caught up if this is your first time listening, but we talked about A Day to Remember and uh, Chunk, No Captain Chunk, uh, a couple of their records. So this time, uh, we're going to talk about Set Your Goals. And we're going to talk about um, a little band that actually just released a brand new album, uh, and we, we, I released a uh, a review, a discussion about it. Four years strong. We're not talking about that record though because uh, it's it's too new. So first and foremost, let's get into uh, the record. This will be the death of us by Set Your Goals. Both of these records technically were a pick of yours. I was only somewhat familiar with one of them, and it wasn't this one. This was my very first time um, listening to Set Your Goals and listening to this album. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how you kind of first got into the band?
1: Yeah, well, I remember when their album Mutiny came out, so I think that was their first full length. It was on on a smaller label called Eulogy, and I remember hearing it and just kind of thinking, yeah, there's not really anything that special about this so just kind of left it or whatever and then when this album came out I you know kind of hesit- with hesitance checked it out and just immediately loved it I don't I haven't actually gone back and listened to mutiny sins maybe I should just to see right. what it is I didn't like or maybe I, I would like it now um, but I mean this album is just overall way more polished meaning' um, you know, like signed with epitaph and you know, they just blew up, you know. It was yeah. just the perfect timing and a, and a great label to, to showcase them. And, um, yeah, and I've been a, a fan ever since. It's interesting because, I mean, out of out of the bands that we've
2: talked about in this um, series, this is the band, when I saw that they were signed to Epitaph, I was kind of like, or at least this record was released on Epitaph, I was like, yeah, out of, out of the bands we talked about, this is the one I could see, like, potentially kind of, having that foot more into the traditional punk rock, maybe just, maybe actually these two bands because, um, four years strong kind of has some more hardcore influences. Whereas this, I found, I, I struggled at first listening to it being like, okay, so what, what's dubbing this easy core, except when you kind of right. like read up on some of, you know, the first, you know, easy core bands. We talked about Newfound Glory. Another band that gets mentioned is actually Sum 41, which there's parts on this record that definitely remind me of Sum 41. Um, yeah. More so vocally, I think, than musically. Um, it, it There's a couple songs where it sounds like they listened to, the, to Fat Lip by Sum 41 and we're like, oh, this whole idea of like mixing like rap sort of stuff with pop punk is like so cool. And yeah. honestly when I first put this record on the first few songs, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm into this. Cause you know, the first one's kind of, it starts, if I remember it starts off, you know, not fast, but it kind of gets faster. And then the second song is this weird sort of thing. And then it kind of transitions into the third song, which is another kind of good, fast pop punk song. And then it kind of goes down this trail where I'm like, what is happening vocally with this band that I just can't, You know, there was something I couldn't understand, and you know, after a few listens, it kind of grew on me a little bit. But um, it was almost a thing that initially sort of just turned me off from the band.
1: Yeah, and I I picked up on it more now than than I did. You know, when this would have come out, I don't, I can't think of any other bands at this time that would have had two vocalists for you know a pop punk band. Uh, I'm curious to to what brought that. Brought that on? Well, I mean, and it's, I mean, yeah. Like I was gonna say, at,
2: Blink 182 has always been a thing.
1: <laughs> That's what it like. Well, I just mean where it's just like I don't think four your strong. Vocalists, There's, um, they're all over there. Come but on, those, man. No, but I mean those bands are playing like guitars and stuff too. Oh, I don't you know mean, Oh, I see what singers, you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, Now I follow. Sorry, I just thought you meant like. And where it's you know so back and forth, you know, Blink in yeah. those bands, you know, it's like pick a song or whatever. yeah um, and I don't even know if I really picked up on that right away, but yeah, now that I listen to it, there's definitely parts where I don't feel like it. The the vocals play off each other as as well as they could. Um, you know, yeah. some songs are definitely stronger than yeah. others, and
2: they aren't the like. And, and it's funny to compare these two bands because they're both bands that have two lead. I think set your goals. Right. May I, I think it's two lead singers. Maybe there's more. I don't know. Yeah. But, but both having more than just one lead singer and kind of going back and forth that you're right i think like with set your goals it definitely feels the vocals give it a feel of you know maybe a little a little less polished a little less well-rounded they also at the same point at the same time they kind of do some very different things vocally yeah Um, for sure but yeah what it actually kind of reminded me of outside of some 41 maybe more when they're just straight up singing how the vocal delivery happens reminds me a little bit of taking back sunday like early taking back sunday uh, yeah. and how they kind of have that i like the the best word i could sort of come up with to describe it and actually it was a word i think i used to describe four years strong but is like combative like the vocals are kind of constantly struggling with each other going back but also working off of each other going back and forth it's it's unique it gives them You know, very much their own sound. I didn't go outside of this record to listen to you know what they had done after this record and if it was any more polished or not. But I'd be curious. Like, I I might go and listen to some of their even later stuff and see, like, oh, did they get better, like, at doing what they were doing? Only time would tell.
1: Yeah, and I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's bad by any means. It's. I think it's one of the things that makes them stand out. If it was just. One of those vocalists, it would still be a great band, still a great album. Um, So kind of one of those weird, like, it's a bit odd, but it plays to their strengths, I think, more than it does, than adding any weakness.
2: One thing, I think, in this episode versus our last Easy Core episode that I appreciate is that both of these bands, really, but this band specifically, rely less on, like, that, oh, let's make sure it is a pop-punk song with the breakdown sort of thing, right? Like, there isn't really much, unless you want to count, like, bouncier breakdowns where they go halftime, but it's not necessarily to be heavy. It's halftime to just like find a groove sort of deal or whatever. They're not, they're not really chugging much. There might've been one or two songs. I want to say in the back half of the record that got a little heavier, but for the most part, it was really just like bouncy and, and kind of fun. And some vocals that get a little shouty at times, but nothing like, you know, we're not talking a day to remember here where it's full on screams and breakdowns. So, um, but yeah, I thought we would let's as we do, we're going to take a look at um we're going to take a closer look at, at three songs off this record <laughs> starting with the song Look Closer.
0: we can play When we consume and obey Cause we are all born into a controlled mindset God, money makes a death threat on ethics Covered by greed and a sale routine can we try
2: So this is, um, I am automatically drawn to songs that sound like this. Uh, I think, yeah, when we talked about, uh, newfound glory and uh, not without a fight, the one song that I picked off that record was truck stop blues because the guitar riff in it reminds me of, and we just mentioned blink of like a Tom DeLonge esque riff. And that was the first thing I noticed on this song. This is the third track on the album. Um, it's, Like the second full song, because track two, it's really weird the sequencing on this record, because they go from a song into like this sort of like almost interlude-ish song with like spoken word type thing that then transitions into this song, and it's kind of it's kind of different, but um, also the 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 vocal like the spoken word sort of thing, the effect they have on the vocal, all I can think of when I hear it is like a villain from a Spider-Man cartoon. Cause it's like almost got this like robotic voice going on. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the the guitar riff that comes in after the first, you know, maybe six or seven seconds of the song, um, maybe a few more, I don't know. But anyway, you'll know it when you hear it. It, it reminds me of blink and immediately I was kind of like, okay, not sure where this record's going, but I really like this, this guitar riff. And then the, the kind of, as I mentioned, combative vocals, that kind of go back and forth, but, um, this song did you do much digging on this song and find out what it's about
1: um no not specifically um it's, yeah it's funny you mentioned the blink reference because i thought that on this album as well i don't know if it's just the kind of you know thinner guitar sound sure. yeah, yeah it's definitely you know comparing it to the last episode with um chunk and i to remember like those bands actually had you know a heavier yeah. you know not just overall sound but even guitars and yeah and so uh, another reason why I think this album stands out, um, in this genre that even maybe I don't like it sound-wise as much, but it stands out just because yeah. it's a bit different. It's not kind of that monotone heaviness. And I think um, that's yeah.
2: yeah. And I think that's one of the things that really jumped out to me is musically this record. I was like, oh, it reminds me more of stuff I would have normally been listening to. Um, just in like I am, I am drawn more to like. You know, that that thinner guitar, like especially for like the lead riffs versus, you know, kind of heavier riffs typically, right? Like so yeah. when, when I hear a riff that sounds like, you know, a blink one eighty two riff, because I think Tom DeLong, especially in that whole like when pop punk was at its peak, Tom DeLong he was kind of the guy who is like, oh, like like wrote riffs that were memorable, right? Um right. and so when 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 bands kind of try to emulate that a little bit. Um, I can kind of get behind it if they, you know, if they pull it off. But this song specifically, I was I was thrown off at first because track two, like I said, has that like spoken word thing going on. And then there's this, I think the song kind of stops and it goes into track three and one line in that same kind of robotic sort of voice gets said at the beginning of the song. I'm like, that's so weird. Why would they oh. not just make that smoother? There's this odd transition piece so i kind of like looked into it and the song those two songs themselves are inspired by um oh, what's the movie called oh they live um which is a movie from like the late 80s with uh, rowdy roddy piper <laughs> playing like the lead yeah so i looked up um because the song before it the title of it is actually specifically related related to the movie but basically the idea is like the the main character, Roddy Roddy Piper in the movie puts on these sunglasses that enables him to see these basically like hidden messages and everything. So he looks at a billboard and instead of it being this advertisement for whatever the billboard, when he's got the sunglasses on says obey. And then there's things that say like um, no free thought and just like all these different things. So Mm. it's talking about basically like subliminal messages um, and to just basically tell everyone to fall in line, to keep you know, buying the products you're told to buy, and thinking the things you're supposed to think, and like all these. So, like that song, right. I was, I was, I was intrigued because the chorus kind of talks about, you know, it says consume and obey, and all this stuff, and being plugged in and turned on, and then you know, wake up, sort of like you got to get out of this, see what you see what you're falling for, sort of thing. And so, as far as like a, you know, a, I, I just appreciated that they're clearly a band on some of their songs where they've got a message on like like a social commentary sort of thing that they are trying to portray, which I, I, I appreciate that they're trying to do something more um, with their lyrics. Because, you know, you got some bands that are just feel good, you got some bands that are more introspective, and then you got some bands that just have kind of like a message. And these guys, I think, try to get a message across. In some of their songs, there are some that we'll talk about where it's clearly just having fun. But uh, right. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. I haven't seen the movie They Live, but and and i watched like a, the the clip that i was just describing it's about a 10 minute scene yeah. and i was like i don't mm. know if i want to watch it it's pretty pretty poorly done i'm sure the message is pretty powerful but the movie itself is very dated
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no i always appreciate a song that kind of makes me just remind me to not just be you know a consumer right. zombie going about day to day and i don't really think i am i try to be aware of that i mean i i want to be a minimalist i hate stuff and advertising and my wife always uh <laughs> always bugs her will like be driving or something and I'll see some advertisement for something and it will just irk me I'll just be like that's so dumb like why do they think people are gonna buy this product because of however they did it obviously people do because ever you know, the advertising works but yeah. there's just so many things I'm like I just I can't get into that and- which is hilarious as we hold this conversation over FaceTime <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I just mean like whether it's, you know, like fast food signs yeah, yeah. or just these things. You got something against on Wednesday? You kidding me? Dude, I can get diarrhea any day ah, of the week. Yeah. I don't need to wait till Wednesday. <laughs>
2: yeah, but Wednesday you only get it for like five bucks. <laughs> you don't have to pay that much to get it on Wednesday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you know, just not going day by day, just doing what, you know, everyone kind of does yeah. and buying stuff yeah, yeah. and... You know, maybe this song's you know like you said more about subliminal messages and things, but yeah, I think it's a good reminder for all of us. Yeah. Let's be aware of of where we are, what's in front of us, and not you know just get sucked into this cycle yeah. of nonsense that is life sucking.
2: And yeah, and so I just it, it was a song that kind of took me a little bit by surprise, um, Justin. You know, like I said, what we had sort of been listening to leading up to this was you know whether it was you know a day to remember. And there are songs more about like, like I said, like self-help and, and self-health sort of thing, like mental health sort of thing. Or Chunk being a little more fun, a little more lighthearted, not necessarily being goofy or anything, but just that all, all together, like feel good vibe. And actually, um, we mentioned something on that episode. This is just kind of a bit of a rabbit trail, but we talked about the intro on... Um, What's it called? Um, worst, case worst case scenario, and just how cheesy we thought it was. We actually heard back from I don't know I don't know who in the band it was because I think did it come from their Instagram account or was it?
1: Uh, that was from. Uh, What's his name? Paul. Okay. Cap. Uh,
2: but uh, basically, yeah, I, saying they intentionally made it cheesy because they didn't want to get they were they started as a lighthearted band and they just found their things were kind of getting more serious so they just wanted to be reminded of the fact that they used to just be about you know it's super fun and cheesy so i thought that was great because i i kind of yeah i don't know if i said it on the episode but as i was like thinking about it afterwards i was like i feel like that's intentionally cheesy um so right yeah i should have known that yeah anyway back back to this so look closer yeah it it was the first song and i mean obviously it's only track three on the album but it was the first song to sort of immediately jump out at me and go yeah i want to put this on again um but that leads us to the next song which kind of was the opposite we're going to talk about the song summer jam And I say kind of the opposite with this in regards to, like, my reaction to it. Because when I first heard it, I was like, what the hell is this supposed to be? Like, this (laughs) song is so, like, dumb sounding, right? Um, Yeah. The more I listened to it, I was kind of like, okay, it's fun. And they're just kind of basically telling the story of their band. And I'm like, all right. The vocal delivery, though... It was one of those songs that was originally like very challenging for me to get into, and like almost yeah. had me writing the band off a little bit. But um, I mean, here we are talking about it. So, what are your thoughts on Summer Jam?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, yeah, there's not uh, a, a ton to take away lyrically in it. Um, but you know what? I always I always like these kind of songs, even um, similar to the one you talked about with the Swellers a few weeks yeah, ago. Yep where it's you know it's really specific you're reading it, it's like okay well this is very clear about what this is about yeah. but it makes you kind of wonder oh i like i wonder what what the story is behind this you know there's just a few lines where they'll mention a person or a yeah. band or something and you know someone who's been on tour you know there's there's so many crazy memories that happen and. You know, I wouldn't write a song like that, but <laughs> I, I I do like it. But, I can appreciate yeah. it, and
2: well, and and for myself, like that was one of the thoughts I had too, was like talking about uh, the best I ever had by the Swellers and how there's kind of like some very specific references that, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it to see if we could like figure out some of these things that were going on here, um, because uh, yeah, first and foremost, what oh what I wanted to say is I used to when when like bands would reference other songs in their songs or other bands for there was a time where I kind of found it like maybe because it didn't happen very often and it happens more now or so it seems where I thought it was like kind of a little cheesy to do yeah and then the song Bukowski by Mooseblood um they referenced a couple, like they referenced the, uh, the album Clarity by Jimmy Eat World and they referenced uh, The Sound of Settling by Death Cab for Cutie and then like, you know, some movies I love and stuff like that. And I was like, OK, like, I, oh, wait, when I connect to the references, then it's a different story and I can kind of go right. kind of get into it. But so there's a few things that I wanted to bring up. First of all, there is the line where I think they say something along the lines of we're meeting up soon with the Warriors. And I had to think about that. It's like, wait a minute. I wanted to look back. I was like, is this who I think they're talking about? Because again, I hadn't heard the song until just this past week, basically. Right. Um, and so I had to message a guy and be like, when you're in this song, when they're referencing the Warriors, are they talking about you? And I was talking about uh, I was messaging Roger Camaro because he's been on the podcast. And he's like, yeah, that's. You know, we toured with them a, a couple times or whatever. So I was like, "Oh, that's pretty fantastic." So we—that's our direct connection to "Set Your Goals." Is that Roger Camaro from the Warriors has been on the podcast <laughs> and they toured with "Set Your Goals" and got mentioned his song. But um, in case those of you're wondering, we didn't—I didn't do an interview about the Warriors. It was about No Motive. He uh, plays bass in No Motive, so or did anyway. Um, so that's pretty cool. But um, another one of the thing. Oh, they—they they mentioned anticipating the fall with Newfound, which is obviously Newfound Glory. The thing that I'm curious about, because they don't specifically in this song say the year earlier in that verse, they say a year, which would make if it's the same year, it's a little too early. But I'm curious to know if that tour with Newfound is in fact the Easycore tour, because I think that happened in like the fall of 2008 the easy core tour, which had newfound glory and set your goals and had a day to remember and four years strong. And
1: strong, yeah. yeah.
2: So the only band that we talked about that wasn't on that tour is chunk. No captain chunk, I believe. Um, but yeah, so I'm curious to know like possibly if that's what they're referencing. Cause if they are, that's super meta in what we're doing here and why we're doing it. And I thought it was,
1: yeah, it's pretty cool, but
2: I'm sure they well, toured I'm with sure- him a few times anyway.
1: Yeah, there there was a few, but I think that was the first major one they did with them. Just as I was, I was looking, kind of bands they had toured with, yeah. um, that I think that was their kind of first major um, tour like that. And I also noticed, just speaking of the Warriors, that um, that Set Your Goals did a lot of touring with heavier bands, yeah. which you know some bands that I was like, you know, like bands like Parkway Drive, and right. there was another one that I was like, oh wow, like you know, I I know a lot of these bands kind of crossed over. Yeah. Um, but kind of yeah, different seeing them on well, on bills with kind of metal bands. Especially
2: like with their sound, like I, w- I would be less surprised you know, if we were talking about A Day to Remember and you're saying that, or even Chunk and you're saying that or even Four right. Years Strong really with some of their stuff and you're saying that, but yeah, like just with, with Set Your Goals being a little more rooted in kind of pop punk, punk rock, and even skate punk at times, more so than you know these heavier genres it is a bit of a surprise um, one that I was trying to figure out is when they say awestruck by GB in Berlin the only thing that I could come up with
1: Gorilla Biscuits, Gorilla Biscuits.
2: and I was like I wonder yeah. if that's what they're referencing there just being like I mean obviously being influenced by hardcore um, and just going. if that's what that was when I first heard it I was like what were they even trying to think I'm like who are some of their contemporaries but then the awestruck thing makes me makes it sound like oh no it's gotta be someone who is like you know, laid the laid the ground for them, sort of. Right. And and so, Gorilla Biscuits was what I could come up with,
1: and I'm not. You know, maybe I'm right, maybe maybe not. But you thought it too, or did you just think it now yeah. and I said it? Just when you said GB, yeah. that was the first band that popped into my mind. There was another reference in that song. It was like COS or something. Okay. I couldn't figure out. I don't have the lyrics in yeah, front of I, me. Yeah, I think. Or is it There was another reference C-I-S, there. That, I think, isn't it? Oh yes. Yeah yeah. 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 Crime and Stereo. That's what it would be. Is that a band? Yeah. Okay, I've never... That just... That's so weird how you can just think three letters. I yeah. mean, Crime and Stereo wasn't even a band I really liked. Right. Oh, yeah. Now, but that... that now just that you say it, yeah, the, head,
2: but... the name is coming back to me a little bit. When you first say Crime and Stereo, I was like, are you making a joke about death by stereo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no no they were a band that was around the same time yeah. and same kind of yeah, yeah. influences and they did there is
2: a line in there where they talk about um, being in Georgia with fireworks in a holding cell um, and I was trying to figure out I was like ah they can't be about the band fireworks because the band Fi- oh. but 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 the because the only reason I say that is because the band fireworks like their debut full length didn't come out for another couple of years. Uh, After okay. that, but I'm because sh- I think it was 2011. So, but
1: okay, you, so actual fireworks. W-
2: but when you look up the lyrics, at least on Genius.com, fireworks is capitalized. So I don't know where they're getting them from. Like if they're getting oh. them from a lyric book or something. So I'm like, I mean, it could be that could, they could. For all I know, I didn't. I I'm not o- overly familiar with fireworks. I've listened to them a bit, but I wouldn't know their back catalog that well. So, I mean, they may right. have had, you know, an EP or two or even an independent release or whatever. That's just not on streaming services. I don't know. But I'm convinced that it probably is them, which is cool because it also shows you, like, the variety of bands that they toured with.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right?
2: Like, Newfound Glory, Fireworks being on the pop punk side. Obviously, The Warriors being on the heavier hardcore side. Gorilla Biscuits. Well, I don't know if they toured with Gorilla Biscuits, but they're mentioning them. And it's just like, it's kind of cool. But. That was sort of why I wanted to talk about this song, because even when I listen to it now, it still annoys me a little bit, just the overall sound. I do want right. to know what happened in Texas on their first tour, but unfortunately you can't hear it. It like cuts in the middle of the song. He's like, I
1: remember we are on our
2: first tour. We were in Texas. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, What happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> tell me. Tell me now. But they, oh, they left me hanging. Probably something not too good. Maybe it's referenced on like a, their next album or something. They're like, no, you got to tune in next time. Tune in next <laughs> time. But um yeah it is it's a it, it's definitely a fun like party song sort of thing just being about with your friends yeah. and kind of like the notion and the idea where they say um they what did they say like they wrote the soundtrack like they
1: to their own to their lives own or whatever yeah so i'm like that's kind of thought cool. that was a really cool yeah. yeah i wrote that down as yeah yeah what, what a cool line like just and i mean going you know again just reminiscing on you know, the nostalgia of touring yeah. and just being on the road. And, like, really, that's I mean, you're listening to music in the van as you travel, but really what's on your mind is, like, you know, what you're playing that night. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. It's not really maybe something I've thought about as much, but yeah. I mean, that's essentially your own songs, the soundtrack to your life. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty
2: sweet. So that brings us to the last track we're going to talk about off of uh, This Will Be the Death of Us by Set Your Goals. And that's The Few That Remain. <laughs> This song, what to say about this song? Uh, it, kind, it's awesome. it, it It's awesome. It's good. Uh, the message behind the song kind of annoys me a little bit because I kind of hesitate to judge an artist's motives uh, behind what they do. And this whole song is basically about chastising someone for, you know, they used to be in it for the music, now they're in it for the money sort of thing. And... Now they could write this song from a from a personal space, like in actually knowing someone who, yeah, man, you used to be all about the music, and now you're just making all these choices because it's going to make you the most money. And if that's the case, that's fine. They can do that, right? Um, because you know they're they're not just making a judgment from afar that they're thinking like, oh, look at this band. All of a sudden they've signed to a major label or this or that. Um, they're just they they change their sound so they can get on the radio. This thing, that thing, sort of deal. You know, if they've got that personal connection, I feel like, yeah, okay, I guess you can make that. You've probably had those conversations. But me as a listener, when I kind of listen to it, I'm always just like, when people make that that argument, like, oh, this band sold out because now they're on a major label, and I'm always just like, you mean bands can't make money? They can't make a living? Like, yeah, you know? I know. It's stupid. And so, like, that's just really sort of the vibe that I get from it. I get the idea of you know someone being let down. By an artist who they suit like maybe really connected to lyrically and you know maybe whatever their their mission statement was or what have you as a band early on and then that changed i can i can get being let down and being disappointed by that but i'm always always like you know what who am i to say what they can and can't do right like and what their motives yeah. are behind doing things and you know so it's it's like a lot of times we've we've had this discussion with different bands where they change their sound over time let's say right like and you know like let's look at because we mentioned them already this episode and i feel like we mentioned them probably every episode but like blink 182 obviously changed their sound over time now their original success i don't think they really changed their sound going from what they started as a band to right. you know like that pop yeah, punk totally, early really 2000s but they they refined their sound they got much better at it but they didn't really change their sound obviously until uh, untitled which even then i'm kind of like okay I don't think they made a change that was like, let's get ourselves on radio. They made a change right. that was a little more yeah, experimental. Yeah. But when you look at, say, you know, like Nine, for instance, it's a lot poppier and radio friendly, I think, than they had ever been. But at the same point, like, I listen to it and I go, yeah, but maybe that's just where they're at, writing songs. Like, there was that, like Blink is a band. I don't think they're trying to be like, let's get on radio. We want to get a huge radio hit, right? Like, they're in their, what, late 40s?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like
2: I don't think they care about that anymore. Maybe it's a bad example, but just when bands make those changes, I'm always like, "Who am I to say why they're doing this?" Maybe that's just where they're at now for making music. Maybe this whole time they've wanted to be able to make a decent career out of making music. Who knows, right? So, just that sort of like take in this song, it kind of turns me off a little bit. The song itself is fine. I the the Haley Williams feature is unique.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to me, that, that's a standout on the album, and I, I put that might even be one of my favorite Haley moments. Sure. I mean, I, I love the first few Paramore records, and obviously she's a, she's a great singer, but I, I I love that. I love that part. It just makes it really kind of fun, and just the, how they're like, hey, can I get in yeah. on this part? Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just a cool cool part to the song that adds a lot to yeah. it, and and then I love when they both come in singing. and Yeah. Um, yeah. I I love that part of the song. There's a
2: couple things about that part that stand out to me. Um, First, just with the message behind the song, I can't help but see the irony in Haley Williams being on this song and kind of eventually how, you know, like, Paramore would change their sound. And I'm sure a lot of people were like, oh, I can't (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so the irony there is kind of funny to me. But... How how you write something like that? Like that specific transition, right? Like who comes up with that idea to be like, oh, let's make it sound like she interrupts us and the band kind of, you know, falls apart a little bit for a second there when she's like, hey, can I get on this? Like, hell yeah, dude, come on or whatever, right? Like, it's like, how how do you write that? Do you got to write that together? Did you just write that in the studio? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like this weird part that I'm like, it's cool and it makes it stand out. But where did it come from?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it started as a joke, like, you know, they're sitting around or whatever. Maybe they played a show or were touring together or something and, you know, thinking of doing that guest spot. It's like, oh, you should just, like, pretend like you just, like, literally walked into the room and, oh, you guys are recording. Hey, can I get in on this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. all right, all right. Um, Yeah. to me, it, it fits well with, with the theme of the band. Sure, yeah, yeah. Just the kind of yeah. the fun take on yeah. it. And it, it's the main reason I wanted to talk about the song. Um, but the line,
2: if you come back, you'll have to get through all of us, that's at the very end of, like, Haley's part. I can't help but in my brain picture, um, like, a prime example being, like, Green Day not being able to get back into Gilman Street because they'd signed to, like, a oh, major level. Yeah, right. Just, like, that whole, like, gatekeeper um, sort of idea uh, again it, yeah. like for me it just kind of adds to a little bit of like the ah, I don't know like they can write songs about whatever they want but I just have a hard time kind of connecting lyrically I'm sure if I heard this song when I was you know in high school or something I might be along those lines and be like yeah remember when that band they changed their sound because they just wanted to do this or they signed to a major label because they just wanted to chase money hoorah but like now I'm like let them make a living you know like why can't they just make a living? but
1: um I don't know it, it is yeah, still fun I song. guess like anything there are there are I'm sure there are bands that ruined it for others that that did do exactly that, that did just sell yeah. out for money or whatever, yeah. and then it ruins it. for those who are actually having genuine success and genuine musical shifts in their in their taste and their sound or whatever, mm-hmm.
2: but yeah, but that marks the second record that we've reviewed and discussed. In this that has a Haley williams uh feature on it so because she was on newfound glory um she just had more of a background vocal on uh right not a yeah, I yeah. which song in particular but um it was one of the ones we discussed but anyway that's going to move us along to um the album enemy of the world by four years strong
0: Don't forget about it
2: So this record, I don't know when. It was recently, I had finally decided. I, I don't know if it was in time, like with the release of the first single or two off of the current Four Years Strong record, or if it was just before that. But for whatever reason, I was like, oh, Four Years Strong. I've heard a lot about them. I should go listen to them. Because again, the whole reason we're doing this Easy Core series is because Easy Core was a genre that I, you know, outside of hearing names, I really didn't get into. Um, right. because it just kind of came along at a time where I wasn't really following what was happening in the pop punk world uh, and so it just you know blew past me or whatever and so coming in I've been with a few of these bands been like oh yeah I gotta check these guys out in fact Set Your Goals were the only ones, only band that I hadn't listened to a single thing by that I was aware of But so I don't uh-huh. remember when I added this but um, the first time I heard this record I was I was pretty much hooked I was like okay and I remember texting you And I was texting you saying, four Years strong is better than a day to remember hands down. (laughs) (laughs) And I still stand by that because to be fair, like out of all the bands we've discussed, I think a day to remember might be my least favorite. Not to say I don't like them, but I'm more likely to go back to, I think all three of these other bands uh, before a day to remember. And that's just mainly because I've always been more into the punk side of things and the pop punk side of things than maybe the metalcore side of things. And, A Day to Remember just leaned on that a little too much for me, but I I like the fact that this band, 4 Year Strong, and even Set Your Goals within the easy core, you know, genre sub-genre, whatever you want to call it kind of take their influences from different places, so like 4 Year Strong reminds me more of like pop-punk meets kind of like that just straight up like hardcore like beat-down sort of thing, right? Yeah. um, Versus, you know, more metalcore kind of stuff but uh, yeah, and, I, and I, I like that. It's, I don't know, maybe it just feels more rooted in the music I grew up listening to than, than some of the other bands. But um, so why, why this record from Four Year Strong?
1: Well, yeah, I was just uh, touching that. I think Four Year Strong incorporates heavy elements into their music in a way that's maybe a bit easier to digest. Um, you know it's a bit more sprinkled through versus here's a poppy song with a breakdown yeah. it's kind of like here's heavier pop parts kind of yeah. throughout um, I mean four your strong has a lot of a lot of things going for them um, I love them because so compared to, to say your goals to me say your goals is more kind of um, you know even just g- guitar based whatever is more kind of rhythm. Right. Um, guitar bass where Four Your Strong is super riffy like their songs are built for me on, on a riff versus you know like a chording pattern and you, like a vocal hook
2: would you say their songs are built on heart and soul uh, some of them <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, that's a that's a prelude to one of the songs we're going to talk about um, yeah so good <laughs> yeah I mean but like riff wise they're definitely like on the chunkier riff side of the, because like, yeah. it's funny when I talk about riffs I'll talk about, you know, and, and I mentioned when we were talking about Set Your Goals and like when I'm attracted to a riff, when I hear something typically that I w- just want to listen to over and over again, it is more of that like not corded riffs, but like, you know, like those Tom delonge esque kind of I get I think Tom DeLong actually described them as like nursery rhyme riffs. And maybe it's because my brain is just super simple. So I just want to hear something that's simple and catchy and easy to bop along to. Um, yeah. But yeah, for you strong definitely write some. They I wanna say out of all of the bands, they are the best all around songwriters out of all of the bands. And composers. Like not saying necessarily that every one of their songs is a better riff or a better lyric or this and that, but I just feel like when their songs are put together, and maybe I'm saying this from a point of having listened to Brain Pain and listen, going like the thought that they put into those songs, which I discussed yeah. I discussed this in my review, uh, but like the thought they put into the composition of those songs. I still get that like early on with Four Years Strong, um, maybe more so than than the other bands we've talked about. And it's just something that really like stands it, just like how solid they are at that.
1: Yeah, yeah, they definitely stand out, stand out in that regards. Um, and again, with the, the dueling vocals, I mean, yeah. they play off each other so well. And I think like you can, the their voices are distinct enough that you can tell when it's one or the right. other, but not so distinct that it's like, oh, that's a little abrasive yeah. or that's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know how how bands do that. I mean, that just seems like so much work to be like, you do this line, yeah. you do this line, okay, but how are you going to do this phrasing? I'll do yeah. this phrasing. Well, like, and
2: again, that's like something that reminds me of, and you talk about like their vocals being distinct enough, but similar enough, that reminds me of Taking Back Sunday. They were like the first band that I can remember doing this, and they probably weren't the first band to do it, but the first band that I remember really doing this kind of vocal style where it's yeah, like the, back almost conversational. Like they're not necessarily having a conversation from one line to the next with each other, but just how the deliveries are going. Right. Like it feels very conversational. And there are times on this where, you know, it reminds me of Seaway who's another band that does that. Uh, they, they sound more like Seaway on the new record than they do on this record. But, um, the yeah. first one of the first songs that jumped out to me isn't one we're gonna talk about, but I did want to mention it just kind of like to back the on the back end of talking about how they compose songs. But uh the song Wasting Time, Endless Summer, there's Yeah, I love that song. Just the way that like the drums are relentless through most of it, I find. Like just that kick drum is just like constant. Yeah. And then uh and like the the vocal melodies, but then the guitar riffs that are going on. And then they like cut out and do like these like doo-wop ooze sort of things that just like every it's it's just weird like i don't know the way they they put like all of this together and make it fit into one song and give you like little bits of things to pick out on i i just gotta appreciate but like i said it's not the it's not one of the songs we're gonna talk about so let's get into those first we're gonna talk about tonight we feel alive on a saturday
1: usually the best night to feel alive (laughs) so
2: you actually picked all three of these songs so why don't you start with your thoughts on this one
1: yeah well even i mean this even just this song title so kind of some backstory so both of these albums um came out uh set your ghost was 2009 this was 2010 but they came out fairly close to each other um so this was like this huge transition in my life where i was Done touring full time. I was a new dad. I was working at Mister Sub. Classic. Kind of this like, <laughs> kind of this weird like, you know. I thought I was living out the dream, and now I think I'm living out the dream, <laughs> but the dream's a lot different. The dream now comes and, with uh, lettuce and tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's do yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, just that the title tonight we feel alive. Like, I mean, I, I bike to work. And uh, I can remember just listening to albums like this, and kind of just reminiscing on this different change of life. But songs like this and bands like this kind of helped me get through that period of time. Um, so that's, I mean, that's kind of why this album stood out um, to me. It was also I, the uh, the year that I saw them live for the first time, so that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen them since, I don't think. So I need them to come back. Yeah, I know, but.
2: right? They just started their tour in Toronto. Like, come on, guys! We're over here. Oh, every
1: band. They just yeah. do Toronto, Montreal, and then they call it North American. Maybe Tour do Vancouver,
2: first. right? Like, yeah. 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 Um, this song... First of all, have you seen the video for this song?
1: I have, but I didn't uh, rewatch it this week. You failed. You fa- I wanted to talk in depth
2: about that <laughs> video. No. The video is pretty cool, because it's like the Civil War sort of idea. Oh, right, and yeah, yeah. You know, I, And I, I mean, like, that. the two guys, I didn't take down any names, but the two singers they've got these, these beards and they, they look like very much like they should be taking part in the civil war when they get all, it's, it's pretty good. But, um, I really find like that this song is kind of about standing up and fighting for what's right. Uh, so, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just like this, I think the video fits very well because of that. Um, standing up and fighting for rights, right. And they're, they're kind of going through this fight, going through this struggle. Um, Really, really kind of stood out for me, but this this kind of like introduces a bit of a theme that I find with Four Years Strong. At least on this album, and it's not just Four Years Strong in and of itself, but. Um, We'll get into that in a minute because I did want to talk about some of the lyrics where he says, uh, like talking about standing up, and fighting for something. He says uh, lines like, "Will your legs fall? Uh, will your legs fail you when you stand too straight and right. tall? Because in a world gone mad, the taller, or er, yeah, the taller you are, the harder you fall." Which is I mean, a good point. Like if you're, it seems like if you take a stand or or you're trying to, you know, like live right, that yeah. right life. As soon as you make a mistake, it's like that plummet is, it's fast and it's hard. And then uh, other lines like, you asked what would I stand for? Truth is, I stand for this. It's passion perfected, fashion neglected, a natural infection of all we have seen, which is just great lines. Um, So like this song, I like that, you know, like they're taking a stand for something. And it seems to be just like, you know, like making the world a better place sort of thing, right? Like not getting caught up in the stuff that doesn't matter. But as like the album goes on or different songs we look at, I find like it becomes a little less specific and just a little more generic, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I did find overall that there wasn't a lot on this album lyrically that that really stood out to me. It's, I mean, and speaking of that, the, uh, the song titles on this album are... Just so classic, like trying to be corny, right. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the long, the long titles yeah. that don't really mean anything, but which is fine. Uh, this song specifically stood out to me musically. Um, I just thought it was cool for a second track. So the first song comes in, you know, it's like, okay, this is going to be, you know, just like a good head-banging song, yeah. and then track two comes, and it just. I like that it has such a different feel to it it has you know um, a bit of a slower tempo it starts with that uh, probably like that kind of little keyboard line yeah um, which kind of and it grates on my ears a little bit it's pretty high like if I like the
2: highs in the production there I'm like oh it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty crisp <laughs> but especially because yeah. like I'll make When we do these episodes, I'll make a playlist that's just the songs we're going to talk about, so I can kind of, you know, I'll listen to the albums, but then do sometimes where I'm just listening to songs. And so going from the production on um, Set Your Goals into this song, because that's the order I had them in, uh, it's like a drastic difference. I I think this record sounds better than Set Your Goals, but like when that high comes in, it's so crisp and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, we're on to four years strong now, and they're they're synths, which I will say, sorry to cut you off, but I like that their synths aren't, like, cheesy and in your face. You know what I mean? Right. But continue with what you're using.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, I never really loved the synths on this band. I mean, it, it was fine. It To me, it didn't add, add or take away too much. It was just kind of there. Yeah. It didn't make me, like, super sad when <laughs> that guy left. But, I mean, I don't mean that in a rude way, right. but just for, you know, he was with them when I saw it live and still too, I don't know, to me, just synth in this kind of a band yeah. just doesn't do much for me. That's just me personally. But did you like? How, did you like the synth in say, like Under Oath, old Under Oath? Uh, no, no? I I ne- So actually, one band that I really did like it in was a band called Still Remains. Okay, yeah, um, and they were like a pretty kind of straight metalcore band. That's you know, funny. Uh, so um, one of my
2: the first band I was in just out of high school. Uh, we were like a melodic hardcore, post-hardcore sort of band, and we were called September Still Remains. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so every time I hear Still Remains, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I was in a band that basically ripped that name off.
1: Yeah, so uh, yeah, synth for me has to be kind of the the perfect ratio or whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't know what the term is for, for synth, but but I did feel like so it adds enough to this song just to make it feel different. Yeah. Um, I also, yeah, I, I, in in that band we had a synth player too,
2: and uh, I ended up marrying her.
1: So <laughs> I've got a soft oh, pop, a soft go. spot for
2: synths <laughs> in like heavier music.
1: No. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. No. That's yeah. Fair. One of those things. I, I'm sure it adds a lot. If you just if you just took it out, you might be missing it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But I I did feel it added to this song, and I thought it was an interesting choice for a second track, right after that kind of banger of an opener song. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like it's that much different, but I don't know. This song has just always stood out to me. Every time I listen to it, it's always like, oh, that's okay. That's a little bit different. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised there's not more synth on
2: this record, only because the artwork is clearly so, like, 80s movie theme-inspired sort of deal. I was like, ah, it feels like you should have more, like, 80s-sounding synths on this record. But you don't. It's just cool artwork. Yeah.
1: It must just be there, because there, there wasn't really... Any other major points on this record as I was listening yeah. where it's like, Oh, that's definitely the synth there, like there's no like synth solos yeah. or now it's but it's interesting. Anyways. I was watching like
2: a rig rundown for the guys from I don't know if it was a full rig rundown or if they were just interviewing them about a couple anyways, it was about guitar stuff for four years strong and they were talking about how, you know, they brought some pedals into their arsenal to uh make up for the fact that the synth player isn't in the band anymore and i was like that's kind of cool like they're basically playing some of those lead lines on the guitar and make them sound like synth oh uh, yeah yeah hmm. but you you mentioned song titles a moment or two ago so let's move to the next one which might have the most like um y- unique uh, maybe song title but 19 with neck tats To do it. Yeah, this uh, not only is it neck tats, but it's neck tats. It's got a Z at the end of it, <laughs> or a Z, I guess they would say in Four Year Strong being American and stuff. But um I mean, it's it's got a great title <laughs> and a super catchy course, and you know what? That's all you need. It's all you need to sell yeah. me is a great title and a catchy course.
1: Oh yeah! As soon as it kind of gets going, it's like, all right, this yeah. is one of those songs that just let's get this pit going. And- yeah. Yeah, I love the. It starts with the the kind of muted guitars and the gang vocals. Well,
2: and then when it like takes off after that first chorus, like I think that's when they kind of go double time or whatever, and I'm like, oh snap, because I think I don't think it starts with the double time, and like I think it's
1: after the first chorus when it really kicks in, and like at least that's the note I took. So maybe
2: that's just when I started paying attention.
0: um, Well,
1: and speaking on that, I just I had a note that. None of the Set Your Goal songs that we talked about were, were the fast ones. They were all kind of yeah. good tempo ones, just a random, you know, th- random thing I noticed. I think the but- first one has a bit of a fast
2: part in it. But yeah, there are definitely some faster songs on that record that we didn't really get into. Um, one thing I actually noticed about this, they've got some like lines on this record that I can just imagine. Uh, hardcore kids like clamoring onto the stage to sing into the mic. Like the one I referenced earlier, we built the city on heart and soul. Oh,
1: like I love that part for so much.
2: sure. Every time they played that song, I gotta say people are up on stage, like <laughs> just like singing yeah. the mics with them. Because I mean that's the I feel they still very much, even though you know they got a lot of pop punk in them, they still very much feel more like a like a hardcore band where that's one hundred percent what they're going for, um, just with really great hooks.
1: Yeah. Well, and this band is from. Um like the uh, e- more kind of east coast yeah. so they would have yeah. they would have you know back to talking about their heavier influences yeah. um, you know they would have that more than you know the west coast Yeah or yeah, whatever. yeah I think they're from um,
2: Massachusetts
1: right Yeah right I don't know if they're specifically
2: um, from Boston but um, I do believe somewhere in Massachusetts but Worcester or something yeah, maybe. maybe
1: Um Yeah and I love what, just that, that part we were talking about, that that breakdown. I love how it, it does kind of the false breakdown. It kind of builds up, makes you think that the breakdown's coming, and then it just goes into um, the next verse or whatever. Yeah. And then it comes back around later in the song. And every time I listen to it, the first time it comes around, I'm like, oh, yes, this is good. I'm like, oh, right. I always <laughs> they that. fooled you. It, it still gets me, but yeah. I kind of like that because it just builds up. It's like, okay, when it comes the next time, it's actually coming. Yeah.
2: I think like lyrically too this song what I took from it in anyway it was like someone who you know you're trying to help someone but they don't necessarily want the help it was kind of what right. I took from the lines what does it take to save you everything you've got to bring me back down which the way they sing that line gets stuck in my head all the time bring me back down uh, there's nothing left to save there's nothing left for me to give you everything you've got just brings you back down there's nothing left to save um, just feels like, you know, you're trying to help them up and they're just trying to pull you down uh, sort of deal. It's kind of what I take yeah. away from that. And, I mean, maybe I'm on to that or maybe not. I don't know. But all in all, yeah, like this song, as soon as that chorus hits, I'm like, oh, yeah, hmm hmm I'm singing. <laughs> they, they've done their job.
1: <laughs> Are you a- Yeah, I mean, like like we said on all their songs the back and forth vocals but for some reason this one it just really stood out to me I love the vocal phrasing and just the back and forth just kind of hooks me in yeah
2: yeah no it's it's a good it's a good little track and again yeah I'm I don't know. I just love the way the the way you talk about like the kind of the false build to go back into a verse and all this kind of stuff. Just like the composition of songs that they do, because it's one thing to be able to write, you know, good melodies and good lyrics and whatnot, but to put the thought into like piecing this song together, to to fool you in one sense, or to like kind of like build that tension up even more, like oh no, we're not ready to go off just yet, right? Like, uh, right. It's pretty great. But that'll lead us. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Go
1: on. I was going to say, yeah, some of the other bands we mentioned, you know, they kind of stick more to that verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. Okay, then do the breakdown. So even just something small like, like, like you said, just composing it just a little bit different to keep you engaged instead of just being like, okay, here's, here's, the, here's the part coming that I expected to come. Yeah. Oh, but no, it's not that. Yeah. And it, it keeps you hooked into the song. And I think that's part of being a good songwriter is, especially in this genre because often in, in punk and pop punk, it's fairly easy to predict what's going to happen. Yeah. And so just adding those little different nuances really makes uh, that song or album stand yeah. out. Yeah. Um, which will lead us into, I think, the final
2: song that we're going to talk about off this record, and that's What the Hell is a Gigawatt? I was, super t- I, still I was super tempted uh, to, to use Back to the Future movie clips from this, because that's what that comes from, uh, is Back to the Future. But I'd already used that oh, okay. on an episode, so All I decided right. it was too soon to use it again. Uh, so I did not. But uh, um, I,
1: I can do a sound clip for it.
2: <laughs> but this, this, okay, I kind of alluded to this earlier with one of the things on this record that maybe annoys me a little bit and it's not just you know four years strong that fall into this but this band finds a groove writing songs to kind of pump you up to to get you to stand up on this album to like to do something but without ever really laying it out so they're they're not very specific which could be you know it could be a good and a bad thing like a a good thing because you can take something from the song whatever you want it to be right like Oh, like this song is another one of those ones that makes me feel like, I mean, they talk about a war and stuff like that in this song. I go, okay. It's another one of those songs where I go, yeah, let's get hyped for whatever it is we're standing up against. Right. But without specifically saying it, I'm also kind of like, well, what are you taking a stand against? Or are you just writing a song to get people to sing along to? And so this is like something where I've noticed kind of just with like hardcore in general uh, where there's a lot of sort of non specifics that they people will sing along <laughs> to like almost like the clichés yeah. right because because like when i think of going to a hardcore show there's two things i think of there's dancing during the breakdowns right which is which is classic and then yeah. Guys and girls, whatever, just clamoring to like get the mic in their face and yell along and scream along and that kind of stuff, right? In fact, the our our artwork that we used, which is, you know, a picture of Dylan from Means, your old band, you know, there's guys that are just, like right up there. He doesn't have the mic in their faces. He's singing, but they're like ready to go, sort of deal, right? But like some of the lines on this, I'm just like, what are you even singing about? But they just sound like lines written for people to shout with them. Like today's the day we start this war make up your mind and decide what you're fighting for so it's very like okay you just make up my okay so this song isn't really about anything except you might as well just call it fight song um and then another (laughs) one well if you ever loved so much that you'd kill for it i'd kill for this like that just sounds like a line written like the i'd kill for this for like guys be like yeah i'd kill for this right like just like get up there and then the final was like so listen up if you still feel like i still feel then rise up it's so far gone what is so far gone? Like, what are you singing about? It's so just like about nothing.
0: <laughs>
2: we call it tough guy ambiguity. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> tough guy ambiguity. That's That works. That works. Which is, again, I, it's fine. Like, be- the one thing I do like about it is that it is so generic that you can apply it to almost anything, you know? Yeah, that's true. Work sucks. Yeah, Here's my song about going to work, getting pumped up for it.
1: I found overall with this album that there there wasn't a lot that I could attach myself to lyrically, yeah. um, and I mean in general lyrics aren't aren't the main part for me. But yeah, there was yeah, like you said, there's kind of you know general things. Okay, this could be about this or that, but I don't really know, so I'm just gonna kind of listen to the song. Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I I like I said maybe maybe I'm picking on it, you know. It's not I shouldn't be because it is just like. Oh, you can literally apply this to almost anything. I'm constipated. All right. Today's the day we start this war. You know, I'm going to get this out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, right? Like, just.
1: Oh, I'm never going to think of constipation (laughs) the same way now.
2: You (laughs) can add it to anything, you know? Like, I don't know. It's, I I do like the song. Don't get
1: me wrong. Tonight we feel alive. Come on, let's do this. (laughs) Come on, let's do this.
2: Tonight's the night. Tonight is the night. Yeah. It is Saturday. (laughs) That's that's the day I finally deal with this, I guess. (laughs) I mean, so, like, yeah, I, like, I do like the song. I don't want it to sound like I'm just, like, picking on the song for the sake of picking on the song. It was just something I noticed when I was going through the lyrics and got me thinking, like, man, there's so many, like, just, like, generic lines that hardcore really falls into. Um, and, you know, some of those bands I would love and fully buy into the lines as well. It's just, for whatever reason, on this song really jumped out to me. I was like, "Yeah, But, like I said, you can literally apply it to anything. And... You know, you can use it as a motivator, and if that's what they're going for, good on them. They, they're successful in that, right? So, yeah, um, I I do appreciate just to talk briefly about Brain Pain, how much of a progression you even see back in this time. It was clear that they were, they they had songwriting skills and composing skills, and they've really like molded those and taken those to another level now. Uh, but I don't know, this record's good. I really like it it's one that I'll go back to without hesitation for sure.
1: Yeah. I, I'm going to touch on this song. Like I, you know, so when I'm, when I'm picking the songs, I, I do take lyrics into account and, but if there isn't something specific that, that stands out to me, then that I'm going for the riffs and, and I, this one, this might be the the heaviest song on the album and then kind of towards the end. So there, it does this cool breakdown where it kind of slows down the tempo and, the drums are just going on the floor, Tom, and the snare. And then it, sound, you know, it sounds like there's maybe a guest vocal, but I couldn't Th- yeah, find Yeah, there is. Um, I'll find out who it is. Keep keep talking. There is a guest vocal. Yeah, though. but I just, yeah, I mean, I, I loved that, you know, the song's towards the end of the album. I just love that it kind of was still keeping the riffs going. You know, I, I have that the song kind of just rips from start to end. You know, it slows down that tempo, but then it builds it back up with, um, that sweet guest vocal, and that just kind of adds to adds to the heaviness of the sound.
2: Oops, I was trying to type in what the hell is a gigawatt lyrics, and I failed. I think it was this song that listed a guest vocal, because I definitely
1: looked it up. Uh, let's see. What the hell is a gigawatt? Maybe it wasn't this song? It's got to be, because it definitely doesn't sound like either of those two guys. Yeah, I'm just
2: trying to figure out where I saw it. Breakdown, bridge. Because it's not listed
1: on here. Maybe it was... Like I, did, I I have the CD, but I couldn't find the liner notes. Yeah,
2: well, and I I looked up the guy's name because I was like, oh, there it is, featuring Jay Pepito. He is from
1: the name sounds familiar. Uh,
2: sang for, oh, come back here. Uh, it says he sang for Reign Supreme.
1: Oh uh, yes,
2: yeah. yeah, that was like a, a sweet melodic
1: hardcore band.
2: So yeah, he yeah he comes in. I think it's on the bridge, right, or whatever. Like yeah,
1: kill uh, yeah, kind of on that breakdown part. Yeah. yeah, yeah
2: um yeah no it's yeah the part where he says then rise up it's so far gone or whatever um yeah yeah and I think is it this song um no maybe it's not this song I missed I missed a note earlier where there was just like the bass tone on this record there's a part where maybe it was this song and I was just thinking it in my brain but where it just like kind of cuts out to just bass and drums and it's just like gnarly and dirty but uh yeah yeah, that, that, yeah. that's this part so it's it's yeah' All in all, I, I like this song. I just had a lyrical nitpick that I just wanted to kind of go at But again, <laughs> when it comes down to it, I'm like, it doesn't really matter. You can apply it to anything you want. Uh, but I, I mean, yeah, okay. So we're going to wrap this up the same way I think we wrapped up our last one. If you're stuck, you're stuck on an island, you're in, let's go actually with the, with the artwork of the... Um, the the four year strong record some kind of eighties movie where are you let's say you're you're stuck it looks like a pirate movie so you're you're like stuck out in the middle of the ocean on a on a on an abandoned pirate oh, ship that sounds terrible. <laughs> or or you're like trapped in some cave I, I hate
1: being out in open water that's so fair I'm not okay enjoy so you're listening to anything. okay
2: you're, <laughs> you're we're back on the we're back on the island um you, you can bring one one of these two records with you what are you bringing with you
1: yeah, that's that's a hard one. Just not. you touched on uh, on the cover art, and I, I just wanted to say I love love the cover art on both of these. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a huge art, especially with with records, and so it's always something that plays in plays a part of it. Yeah. Um, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm gonna go set your goals Ooh, as I as I re-listen through this um, through Four Year Strong's album. I mean, I I love the album. I've listened to it a ton of times. But this week it didn't stand out to me as much right. as um, this will be the death of us. Just when I listened to that one, there was so many songs. It was like, oh man, I forgot about this song. Right. Like I love this guitar part. I mean, Four Year Strong has so many sweet riffs, and I mean, it's an amazing album. But just based on this week, I'd have to go set your goals. I think love both, but yeah,
2: that's the one. I think we're gonna do the same thing we did last week where we <laughs> disagreed. Um, I'm gonna go with Four Year Strong, but I. What you say there is a good point. It, just in the in the fact that I wonder, you know, if right now, I, I mean, I listen to Brain Pain so much, and you know, if I'm yeah. if I'm like that,
1: that was one of the notes, yeah,
2: if I'm like weighing on that, like kind of going like, well, Four Years Strong for me is the all-around better band, right? And then, but like just comparing these two records, the only real thing I would hold against Set Your Goals though is I wonder if it would. Get tiring quicker just like some of those songs like vocally i'm like i can't i just you know i, I can't listen to this too much it's gonna yeah. wear on me having said that that doesn't mean you're stuck on this island it doesn't mean you can't skip a few songs if you get tired of them right so um but it to skip the whole album on the water like a rock yeah and you know what <laughs> <laughs> having having said that i think i'm actually going to go set your goals too now, I think I like Four Years Strong as a band all around better, but just going, there is there is more variety on Set Your Goals, like in sound, I find, and more just like straight up fun songs, even though, you know, after a while they get annoying. And I think lyrically there's more to kind of look at, just like knowing some of their, you know, like the, the influence from They Live, and then later in the album I feel like they're talking about, you know, maybe more environmental concerns sort of things, just... As a band, lyrically, I think they're a little more diverse than really any of the bands we've reviewed in this series. Um, So yeah, you know what? It almost pains me to say it a little bit, but I'm I'm going with Set Your Goals. And that's nothing against Set Your Goals either. I just have really been enjoying Four Years Strong lately. So it is what it is. But we're going to wrap this up. Mainly because my iPad that we're doing this on, I just keep getting notifications on the battery percentage. It's plugged in, but apparently it's not charging. Either that or you're, oh. you're just providing so much energy on the other side of the screen, it's sucking it right out of my iPad. Um, so we're going to wrap this episode yes. up. Yeah, wherever you're listening to this, uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. I should have said this at the beginning, but if you listen to it on YouTube, go find it on your favorite podcast app so you can get the full experience um, and follow us on our social media sites. Twitter and Instagram at Growing Punk Pod. We're also on Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, but yes, that'll do it for another episode of Growing Up Punk. Thanks for listening and bye bye.
1: See you next week.
2: We don't actually see it, in-